Hello and welcome to this episode of DJ Force X in Conversation. I am chatting to Neil Starr. He is the frontman of Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons Band. Um, this is the second part of my Record Store Day kind of uh, trilogy, if you will. Um, but this, uh, they're actually releasing uh, a cover of Hawkwind's classic Silver Machine uh, on Record Store Day this year, which is Saturday. Um, as of releasing this, is in a couple of days' time. Also, the guys, they're out on tour right now as well with Ugly Kid Joe. Um, Ugly Kid Joe are doing a 25th anniversary of America's Least Wanted album. Yep, 25 years. Um, I'm going to be catching them on Record Store Day down in Brighton. So if anyone is down that way when I'm down there, come say hi. Uh, let me know via the socials if you are going to be there. Um, or if you're a mate of mine listening, just let me know if you're going to be in Brighton. Because um, I'm going to be down there for most of the day. But I'm going to be in the morning. I'm going to be at 101 Collectors Records in Farnham uh, to see Andy there, uh, the owner of that shop um and maybe pick up some releases some record store day releases along with some maybe some others for here and there. there's a couple of albums that i'm after um but there's a couple of uh, releases on that day but do check out record store day um website uh, the uk website.co.uk or com if you're in the states um and just check out the releases it's like 400 plus this year um various bands and stuff but look for something look for something special um but yeah, I'm not going to keep you much longer from the interview itself because um, I've got not much else to say right now apart from if you could give us a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or however you're listening to this. Uh, if it has a review system, please let us give us some feedback on there because um, I've dropped all advertising from the show now. So I'm really looking for something a bit more grassroots um, to try and generate some interest in the show. Um and thank you for those that have downloaded or streamed this already. Uh, I do appreciate it, and uh, I hope you enjoy this interview. This is Neil Starr from Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons. Enjoy. Welcome to the show. Um, Thanks for having me. Yeah, no worries, no worries. And uh, yeah, so you are Neil. Uh, you are the uh, vocalist, correct, of, of Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons? Yes, I sing. Yeah. I'm the only non-Campbell in the band. The only non-Campbell. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So t- tell me about that, because obviously I know it's, it's called Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons. Are they, are, are they all Campbells, or are they? is it literally just because you're all yeah. kind of uh, younger no, than him? Ev- so? Everybody in the band is is Phil's son, apart from myself. Um, none of them are bastards. I'm okay. sure Phil's Phil's wife would like me to clarify that. <laughs> okay. Um, but it just sounded a good name, so we you know we went with it. And um, yeah, so I'm I'm the only non-Campbell, which has its benefits. Um, you know, I, I don't need to get involved in family disputes and yeah. whatnot. Yeah, then I, I don't get I don't get invited around for Christmas dinner either, so it's got its ups and downs. You know? Yeah, I was going to say you probably don't get invited to the family gatherings and whatnot. They so. have a pretty spectacular <laughs> Christmas. I can imagine I photos can, I've seen. Yeah, so. so I can imagine they can they they do knowing knowing of Phil's uh, of his Phil, Phil's former life, if you will, uh, yeah. <laughs> in the music industry. Uh, obviously, he's now um, formed this band as well. Um, and you guys released um, was it an EP at the end of last year? so yeah uh 2018 now i think actually it was the end of 16 
2016. Was it really that long ago? I think it was, yeah. Okay. Hopefully, I'm not, I'm not messing that up. I no, think no, it was. Sorry. I'm, I, I've just, I'm still because it's, I know it's, it's, it's still young into this year, and I still think last year is 2016. So we did, we did that on, <laughs> um, on Phil's, well, Motorhead's imprint label on yeah. UDR, um, and um, yeah, it went down really well. And then, you know, we got offered a few shows and a few festivals, which was great. We did some shows at Guns N' Roses, which was particularly uh mind-blowing yes. and um from that then we got we got offered a record deal with nuclear blast um in in the summer of 2017 and yeah they, they seemed a great bunch of people and a great label and i know phil had a few close friends in bands who were on that label and he spoke to them and they all had really good things to say so we decided to to sign to nuclear blast and we released the debut album um in january just gone okay yes yeah yeah and i've got a couple of the uh, tracks from that uh, dark days was the most recent one wasn't it like yeah that's right yeah out. yeah and then uh, it was uh welcome to hell there was one prior to that yeah that um, was one yeah the one before yeah yeah both yeah. both great tracks been playing them on my show um awesome and Thank uh you. yeah been uh playing them out when because I, I dj out and about as well at rock clubs and stuff so um i played uh welcome to hell a couple of times on my set lists for that so um, amazing amazing welcome to hell. i want to play hull so we can we can do welcome to hull yes <laughs> we're, yet, we're yet to have the tour date in hull but we'll keep working on that yeah keep working on there's a few venues there and it, yeah it is it is hell if you've never been there before so. <laughs> yeah <laughs> no disrespect to hull. i played there many times in my previous guys so um but yeah yeah it's 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 hull and it... <laughs> the, the adelphi i think is one swings to mind yeah the adelphi and there was this yeah i can't for the life of me remember there was this pub that we played uh, we actually stayed overnight in it as well because uh it was kind of the gig out of the way but they let us stay on the couches in their place and stuff but i can't i can't remember the name of it i don't, I don't think i've been lucky enough to be graced to play in there no i i, I remember the adelphi I and mean, i'll never forget the adelphi um, yes that was one of the good circuit venues so it, it was yeah it was some good and some good nights there actually yes over the years yeah <laughs> Cool. So, um, how did you come to be in in this in this group? Um, how did you guys come to form? Because obviously, you've already told me it's it's Phil and his sons. Um, yep. So how how did you get involved? The basic thing. Well, I mean, I've known Phil's sons for a long time, um, just through music. You know, I was in one band; they were in different bands, and we'd find ourselves playing shows together locally in South Wales. Yeah, because we played similar genres of music, and um, so yeah, um, Todd, his oldest son, actually played guitar for one of my bands for for one album cycle. Um, okay. So at that point, then that was when I first met Phil because he came to watch Todd play a gig with us um, when, when we were with that band. So that's when Phil kind of first showed me sing, and then uh, about four years ago, it was Todd's birthday, and he like arranged. A, a big bash and he had a band playing and he'd agreed with the band that were playing that he could get up and play a few songs with his brothers and his dad. Nice. Um, and he said, would I sing? Cause none of them wanted to, to sing. So that was the first time we actually got on stage together as, as the band, you know, that we are now. Yeah. Um, we just played covers, you know, like I think we played come together by the Beatles and superstition, Stevie wonder and a few just, you know, yeah. fun songs. And then Phil kind of said, he enjoyed it and would like to do it again. Um, obviously, at the time, he's in Motorhead, so he didn't have loads of time on his hands to yeah. be 
going and playing gigs with someone else. But um, we did manage to do probably eight to ten gigs a year for the first two years, maybe, you know. Um, okay. We did it under the name of Phil Campbell's All-Star Band. He thought it was funny that my surname is Star. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so that was kind of the, the play on words. And I, I don't think a lot of people got it, which is why we decided to, when we decided to write original material as a band, we decided to change the name to something else, which is as we are today. But yeah, it was all, it all came from a party that Todd had for his birthday. And um, you know, I think everyone enjoyed it on stage and that kind of led onto what we've got now. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. I mean, I, like you said at the start, you got to play with Guns N' Roses um, yeah. on their recent, I mean, that, that must've been, I mean, Guns N' Roses are my like all time sort of fact. They got me into the rock scene uh when i was a kid <laughs> and yeah, seeing well, them it's... kind of back together as well I, I unfortunately i missed that initial run of shows um because they didn't i was actually living over in the states oh, okay. and they didn't they came to orlando uh, and i was in tampa um but i couldn't get over to orlando on that particular day um which was a real shame because i really wanted to see them in that in you know in that current run um it's but... amazing as well that the show they're, they're incredible i mean it's I don't know anyone who saw the gig this, you know, that I know has said they were disappointed. You know, everyone's no, that, was blown, blown away with it. I was blown away watching them every night. And, yeah, that was the thing that a lot of people were saying. They said they were amazing. They're all on form. Because before, yeah. I've seen when um, like it was just sort of Axel as the sort of original member um, yeah. going out. And I saw those shows and it just didn't seem to have the fire from when I've watched like the, when I've seen them previously. Yeah, uh, yeah, and then when obviously you know you get slash, you get duff back, you get all that kind of come in, and you just like the fire's there now. You know that 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 spark that they had, and I mean, I I I, I mean I can't even I can't even imagine what it was like because <laughs> I wasn't there. But you you had you were there as as you know supporting them. Um, did you did you get to like meet them or was it all very kind of like? Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I didn't meet Axel actually. Um, I met everyone else. Okay. Um, the, the kind of the best thing was I was in the dress we, after the last show I was in the dressing room but I was only on my own I think everyone else was still packing down and I think Phil had maybe gone to catering or something and uh, there's a knock on the door and I open it up and it's Duff and Slash oh, <laughs> and I was amazing. like oh my god <laughs> come in <laughs> you know what do you do in there what do you actually do in that situation but they they came obviously they come to see Phil because Phil knows them really well and yeah. um but, you know, I told them he wasn't there and they, they could have just left, but they didn't. You know, they were like, oh, do you mind if we stick around? I was like, of course not. You know, and they just, they chatted to me. They didn't know me from Adam, you know, but that's that was like the really cool thing for me was, you know, like they don't need to stay and talk to somebody they don't know. You know, they're Guns N' Roses at the yeah. end of the day. They got better things to be doing, but they were just chatting to me and making me feel at ease. And, and then obviously Phil, Phil came back and they all um, had a bit of a catch up and stuff. But um, yeah, I got to meet them and, I saw the drummer a few times because he he was really complimentary of our band. He's, he watched us a few times, actually. And yeah. um, I didn't want to bother anybody, you know, but <laughs> I was walking down a corridor one day and he, he stopped me like, hey, man, how's it going? I'm like, that's just so cool. You know, you guys don't need to be <laughs> even giving me the time of day, but, you know, they're doing it because it, it, they must just be genuinely nice guys. And it's, right. it's nice to know that these big, huge artists can sometimes be just regular human beings i yeah. guess we all are just human beings at no the end that's of the day. that that's fine i mean that's good to know because it's that thing of i've always kind of wanted to meet them 
but you know that kind of don't meet your heroes type thing yeah yeah, and, yeah exactly it's nice to hear because i've heard consistent stories that those two are particularly nice <laughs> obviously there's sometimes you get those odd stories where they've been kind of you know a little bit you know difficult but everyone everyone gets into that mindset yeah um, and also like you know they, they're regular people too they've probably got exactly. problems going on of their own and yeah you know it's like if you talk to me sometimes i might be a prick you know it's not because i'm i want to be that all the time but it's just if you're stressed out or something's happening and yeah. you know but I, obviously we didn't get to meet axel so i can't confirm no any of that stuff but um he is the enigma so <laughs> yeah they, they did kind of float in and out it was kind of cool that these blacked out cars turned up like military style operation like 10 minutes before the show yeah and then like the backstage area was like completely cornered off you know during the last two songs of their set because you knew they were going to come straight back out and yeah and, and go off and um it was it was amazing to yeah. see it all in operation and yeah it was, it was just a really great experience and um obviously one that you'd never as a musician expect to be lucky enough to do no, but yeah I mean, we did it and it's one of those things like you're saying you're playing like a, a party and then a couple of years later you're playing arenas or stadiums with <laughs> with guns and yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like... hundred and ten thousand in uh Imola racetrack, you know. That's crazy. <sighs> what, what, I, what... I literally couldn't see the end of people who just seemed to go on forever is insane. And how are you guys received on those shows? I mean, it must be real difficult to kind of step in before something like Guns N' Roses because people are there for that. You know, yeah, I mean, I was a bit worried about that actually. Before that was my biggest concern. Actually, was like knowing that a lot of people at those gigs aren't even interested in watching anybody but the the headline band. But I don't know. We've been really lucky with support slots we've done where we've, you know, I don't know if it's just luck or whatever, or maybe it's just we've got something that the crowd can connect to straight away. But it always seems to go down really well. We're yet to be bottled off, which is good. And um. It was the same for those shows, you know. It, it went down as as well as we could definitely have expected. You know, our, our highest dreams of achievement for those shows were definitely met. It went down really well, and I guess it helps we can drop a couple of Motorhead songs in there, and it's legit, I suppose, because yeah. Phil's written those songs, and um, you know, I guess that really helps we can play something that's familiar to people, even though they might not know our band. You know, they'll know those songs without yeah. a doubt. So that was um, that's probably something that does help us out a lot that's cool man that's cool sorry my phone just i'm just turning it off um, <laughs> <laughs> and go again there we go cool and um yeah so with that um in mind with the um current one you've got a tour coming up haven't you um at the end of april you start um a few shows yeah we're doing um, some shows with ugly kid joe um yes. which you know I, I know whitfield crane and phil go way back good friends um for for me personally, it's kind of cool because, like you you were mentioning Guns N' Roses earlier as being like one of the bands that got you into rock music, and for me, Ugly Kid Joe would be one of those bands. You know, yeah. I I discovered Guns N' Roses a little bit after after that. You know, um, for some reason, like every uh, I hate everything about you was the massive song at the time, and it was just one of the first rock bands I heard of, and you know, to get uh, play some shows with them is for me a, a bit of a, a cool thing, and. Um, it was one of my highlights of the summer last summer. We did the Guns N' Roses shows, but like it, ri- it rivaled the Guns N' Roses shows for me. At Hellfest, we d- did a duet with Whitfield Crane, you know, which some people might think is funny that I compare those two things together. But, you know, I, I really owe a lot of like what I got into rock music wise because of Ugly Kid Joe. And um, it was a bit of a highlight for me of the summer. That's getting awesome. to sing Born to Race Hell with him. So looking forward to 
spending a few days with them, yeah, in the UK. I think we got five shows together. Yeah, I can't believe that album's 25 years old like that. Yeah, I know. It's, how, like... <laughs> I keep seeing these like reunion or album like tours like the Ugly Kid Joe one and I'm like is it really 25 is it really 20 I just saw as uh, it Pitch Shifter have just announced like a, a four date run I wasn't play. sure if that was uh, April Fool on that but that is genuine is it's it it's genuine that yeah yeah they've continued amazing. to advertise it all the other musicians that I know like from Earth Tone 9 and um, yeah. and the Blueprint have all said yeah it's happening so that's amazing I know I know and that's been 20 years since PitchShifter.com as well so I'm like, oh my god! It's, like, it's my youth, just kind of. <laughs> I played some shows with Blueprint back in the day, actually, with my oh, old yeah. band. So, Mark and Mark Clayton's in them, right? Yes, he is. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So it'd be, it'd be good if I can get to some of those shows and and see that. Yeah, it'd be nice. Great, great ba- bands, great bands. What band were you in before, if you don't mind me asking? It's called Dopamine. It's like an emo rock band. I... We were on golf, golf records. Yeah, I remember <laughs> back in the day. I remember you guys. <laughs> So we did, yeah, we did, like, I think it was Blueprint's first tour. I think we opened up on that tour and yeah. um, did some shows with Earth Tone 9 and with with Under Oath, a few tours of them and um, Beloved and a few of the American sort of post-hardcore bands at nice. that time, yeah. That was nice. cool. It was, uh, look back at those times with fond memories, yeah, hard I, work, you know, being a band trying to break through and yeah, I gigging may, I may have as seen many guys, gigs. so... Yes. <laughs> yeah, back, I was. I was in probably um, a good chance back in two thousand three to two thousand five. It probably would be a good chance because we were on a lot of shows with like Ant Shikari and you know we were all those all those kind of bands together, just playing as many shows we could and trying to create some kind of hype and nice. Yes, yeah, it's, it's cool. Yeah. Now I was in a band called Zero Cipher. Um, we definitely played shows together, I think. Yeah, I think so. At that's some what, point. That's what I'm trying to think. I, it, was, it was a bit of a blur for me now, but yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. B- back in the day. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I was the uh, the DJ in that band. <laughs> so. Well, that name rings a bell so much. It's got to be got to be something we've done together yeah, somewhere. We, we, along did, the we released our first album off Casket, which was Copro's like, distro um, distribution type label. Do you know Darren Toms? Yes. Yeah, so because he, he he used to hook us up with a bunch of shows, so maybe we because yeah he used to he used to work for golf, didn't he? Yeah. And, um, yeah. That's yeah. crazy. There you go. Look the, at that. Did you ever play with the Hurt Process? Hurt Process. Um, that was Darren's band. I don't think we did. I don't. I I recognise the name, but I don't think we played shows with Collision uh, Course Festival and all those things that used to happen around yeah. that time. Yeah, we did like Uxfest and stuff and. Yeah, well, yeah, we may well have played Lux Fest. Yeah, yeah, that might have been it. Yeah, we did that a couple of times because that was more local. With, um, times, but we played over in Wales as well a few times. So, in Cardiff. Uh, yeah, we played Cardiff, played Newport, and then we played. Have the TJ's a... is gone now. Yeah, it has, isn't it? Is the club Il Four Back still there? Yeah, it yeah. is. It cool. is. It's um, hopefully hanging on in there. And uh, we played in Haverford West as well, which is kind of like <laughs> very far into wales that was for us that's a random one that's a pretty that, random one it was a pretty random one but it was an all right show there's a lot of people there so i don't think they get a lot of bands up that way so i can imagine yeah people make it people make an effort to you know to come and have a good time when somebody actually takes the time to get up there because yes yeah, it's, it's a good few hours west of cardiff yeah no i just remember it being a long drive through through very like back roads that <laughs> you get to the end of the m4 and you're like 
we're not there yet. No, we're not there yet. An hour and a half still and to go. All the signs are just in Welsh as well. <laughs> yeah. Like there's no Which like no Welsh and English. Anyway. It's just Welsh. So, um, yeah. But that was a fun drive. <laughs> that was good. But yeah, no, that's kind of cool. Just sort of knowing that that yeah, we may have crossed paths at some point. I think yeah, well, I we think definitely we did. So, um, so um, on to one of the things I'm, I'm featuring right now on my shows because we're coming up to it is Record Store Day. Yeah. Because um, you guys are actually releasing something that day. Um, we are. A seven inch for uh, the track of cover version. Yes. Is that Silver right? Silver Machine. Silver yeah. Machine. Hawkwind. Um, I mean, it's a song that, I mean, basically the backstory is they were one of the first bands Phil ever went to see. And he met, I think he met Lemmy as a, when he was 12 years old as a fan of Hawkwind and got his autograph and stuff, which is a pretty cool story that considering you then cool went story. on to be in a band with him for yeah. 32 years that's crazy <laughs> um but it, yeah it's a song that he's always loved a band he's always loved and um we were playing it in the live set anyway before we even got in to record the album and i can't remember whose idea it was to to do a version of it while we were there but we were recording in rockfield studios and apparently hawkwind did a lot of recording there and we found out that Lemmy named the band Motorhead there as well. So all these weird coincidences came in Yeah. Um, at the time of being there. And um, yeah, we had a lot of fun playing it live and it's a track that always went down well. So I think it was one of those decisions that was made to to do it while we were in the studio. Um, and Phil asked Dave from Hawkwind to actually guest on it as well. Okay, um, cool. I think his response was, well, it's raining today, Phil, so i got nothing else to do, mate. So I may as well, <laughs> I'll do it. So he put some synth on, he made it a bit, you know, a bit more Hawkwindy-esque, I yeah. guess. And he put a little guitar solo on and added a few vocals in there. And um, yeah, and, and we decided, I, I think it went on the CD version of the album. It didn't go on the vinyl version of our album. Okay. Um, but I, I said to the to the label, like, you know, I've always wanted to release something on Record Store Day and, you know, they made it happen, which is cool. And there's a song that we recorded in the sessions, an original one that we didn't put on the album. So that's going to be the B side to, to silver machine. Um, and we had some artwork. The guy who did the artwork for the album is all hand drawn. So he's done, it's like around a circus kind of theme. Yeah. So he's done. I'm looking at it now. It's kind of got like the, um, Zoltar kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, so that kind of ties in with the album then, because we did like a every song on the album we had a character drawn up for it, okay. like a bearded a bearded lady and you know all the stereotypical freak show circus type yeah. acts and um, yeah he just did another two characters for us for the for the seven inch which was cool and looking forward to getting hold of a copy actually yeah cool me too I'm, it's on my list for the day so awesome it's one of those days that I really love I mean I love records generally i'm a vinyl person like i said i was a dj in a band i still dj now so yeah and, so it's important uh, yeah vinyl, yeah vinyl is is one of my kind of like it's uh it's my drug if you will <laughs> so i just keep yeah, buying well, it it's a dangerous thing so it's funny because on, on the actual album we got a song called drop in the needle which is about like that what you just said there basically yeah. like being a bit addict, addicted to music addicted to vinyl and um Yes, it's my go-to format as well, if if it's possible. And um, I just love the artwork in it. You know, yeah. it looks everything looks better, and the sound is, you know, it's unique. And yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, it was it was really cool for us that we got to do the the record store day thing because it's always been something I wanted to do 
over the years and never actually been able to to do so this year. Yeah, it's nice. something we've managed to put together thanks to Nuclear Blast and everything. So yeah, we're we're chuffed to cool. And is, to is get that, out. Is that just a UK exclusive one, or is it going to be released over in the states as well? You know, I don't know if it's the states. That's a good question. I don't know. Sorry. Okay, no, that's in, all right. It's going to be. Um, I'm told it's available in Germany. Okay. But I, I, you know, again, I'm not an expert, but definitely, yeah, definitely. I can look it up on the website in, in the UK and stuff. And and... So, um, but yeah, no, I've, think... I've been celebrating Record Store Day since the inception of it, just purely because when I was because um, when I was in England before I moved to the states, I uh, uh, was helping out a local store in my area, like with his website yeah. and everything like that, and um, got involved in that day. It was always good because it was just like loads of people just buying records and you know occasionally there's stuff that that gets released that day that i'll pick up but normally i just go there and buy a record just as a you know i buy records anyway so yeah 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 just exactly. a normal day for me really but um i love the whole idea behind it and supporting these independent stores and everything um, yeah i think I was, that's that's the important thing isn't it as well it is and i was fortunate when i moved to um uh florida that i had one of the biggest record stores probably in the world nearby um and every year they'd put on like about 10 bands during the day they'd help see it's one of those sort of like big like as you would probably picture in your head big american record stores yeah um but it just it smells like a record store the stuff i've been to amoeba in uh in la yes. is it something like that uh yeah, so, yeah it's like that bigger though i guess yeah it's called banana music um, okay the one in the states and they've got like a shop front which is like in a shopping like sort of like little strip mall type thing uh, but they've got like two warehouses full of vinyl as well that you can go through. Oh, amazing. So, what is it in Tampa, in Tampa is it? Uh, yeah, it's in St. Petersburg. Uh, which okay, is just, I, just I've, I've been to India Atlantic a few times because I've got a friend who, who lives there. Well, you may even know him, Stuart Richardson. Uh, used to be in Lost Prophets. Yes. No Devotion. Yes, yes. So he lives he lives there. So I've one of my other bands actually recorded an album there with him. Um, okay. But yeah, that's obviously nowhere near Tampa in relation to being down the road but yeah i mean but you could travel far in the states and you get to many places it's like yeah you know well, we're going you're... to miami actually in october we're doing um the chris jericho rock oh, and wrestle cruise nice <laughs> oh, we, that's awesome. luckily actually we, we did the motorboat a few years ago the same it's basically the same cruise i guess yeah. it's going bahamas and stuff so we get to do that again this this uh end of summer which is nice nice i was chatting to who was it uh can't remember the name of the band but they were playing the seventy thousand tons of metal uh oh, okay yeah, yeah and I, I was just curious i mean if if you you played on you said you played on the cruise ships before yeah we done whacking cruise uh last april yeah as well we've done a couple yeah what is that like i mean from being a musician like myself i've played in various venues in various situations but never on a boat <laughs> it's, it's it's pretty unique yeah it's kind of cool because like yeah you play so many venues and then it's it's harder to to get a situation where you're out of your comfort zone a little bit but when you're playing on a pool deck looking you know <laughs> with the opportunity of stage diving into a swimming pool you've got to take it you know it's got it's got to be yeah. done so yeah i can i can i mean i've been on cruises so that's why i'm like trying to figure it out because i've I, I did a cruise for my like honeymoon and then for our anniversary and I, I I see how the sort of how relaxing and how you know it can be going through either the Caribbean or through the Mediterranean, 
but just like going on a cruise when it's just full of just sort of metal bands and yeah, having that 2000 metalheads it's just it i i i can't for some reason i can't picture it. i've been to festivals i've played you know whatever but for some reason on a cruise ship it just seems so alien so i was just curious how that felt you know so many black t-shirts yeah in, in, in boiling art heat you know yeah. it doesn't make sense but <laughs> you can't you can't change your morals for a whole day you got to stick to your guns no you, know? you do yeah and it's I, cool like, it's obviously a lot of a lot of drink going around and um but it's like you know it's like most rock and metal shows like most people are easy going and yeah you know it's i didn't see one little bit of trouble on the boat at all no fighting or anything and well, you good. know bearing in mind everybody's completely off their faces all day long and yeah. all night so it's um i'm surprised that more people didn't die i suppose because drowning <laughs> in pools after all that alcohol but yeah or falling overboard was... anything like that yeah exactly yeah <laughs> but uh the the whacking when we did in April was funny because we we were playing a pool deck there and um, the wind was so strong they had to have like stage hands on stage holding the amps stopping them falling over. Oh, that's crazy. So and, and yeah and like you know you're moving around on stage jumping around and you're not sure where you're gonna land because when you left the ground the ground was in a different place and um, <laughs> it was it's definitely like a good thing like you say because you get kind of a bit of Groundhog Day don't you when you're playing every yeah. day and every venue it's like all your friends are like oh you must be amazing you see in the world and say well I, I see four walls inside a venue every day yes it could be it could be Wales every day you don't get to see a lot of of the cities you go to unfortunately but no. yeah I guess when you're playing on a cruise ship it's something different and a different experience a bit of a laugh and so I mean with that obviously you're kind of in a, a captive area uh, and obviously you know you've been in various bands so you're used to being close to sort of fans and and, um, and people generally going to gigs and stuff because, you know, if you're like me, you would have hung out at the merch store and sold stuff yep, and, and exactly. all that kind of stuff. Um, so on on the cruise ship, I'm just very curious about this. Because you are in that kind of confined area, do, are you, as artists, do you have a separate area where you can go or are you just kind of all there together? Not really, no. It's, it's kind of all for one, one for all. It, I found that strange myself, like doing the motorboat because it's like, you know, surely Lemmy can't walk anywhere and not and not be harassed. Yeah, twenty four hours a day. Um, there's not really a separate section. I mean, you, you know, you have your room, but I guess his room would have been a bit bigger than most cabins. But yes. <laughs> you don't really have um, a designated area you can go to when you're playing. They've sectioned off a little backstage area for you, but everyone can see you still, really. You know. Yeah. Um, there's not really any privacy or okay or anything like that it's, it, it is a strange setup because it's not really designed they weren't designed for that were they really so no no that's um, true uh, so it is complete a completely different kind of experience but like you know different for me is good because yeah. it means you're doing something a bit out of your comfort zone and yeah no i was i was um, looking at the chris jericho cruise and it was very tempting i was just just to sample it because i've seen the obviously like you say the the wacken and the the seventeen thousand the kiss cruise and all yeah. that kind of stuff and and i just it's it's something that i'm I'm probably going to do at some point just to see what it was like but i i just sort of getting some information from the likes of like you and a couple of the other bands that i've spoken to about it is very useful because i just wanted to know how that kind of works so <laughs> yeah I, i'd love to do it as a punter as well like yeah I, unfortunately because i'm singing and quite boring i try and do the sensible thing and look after my voice so i'm not getting too many drinks down me um so until my kind of singing's done for the cruise so until the last day i'm kind of 
trying to keep it sensible, but I'd like to go on one as a full-on punter and just, you know, really have a good time and just watch loads of bands and drink yeah. loads of beer. And it'd, it'd be great. No, everyone, everyone I've seen on them seems to be having a great time, you know? Yeah. No, that's cool. I've seen pictures, so it does look like fun. I just, yeah. curious how I was going to take, a... I was going to take my kids. I, I said, my wife, oh, you, know, you can come. And then I, I saw this promo video and I was like, this doesn't look safe for no. kids to go on. So I said, better change that plan. It's not the Disney cruise. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah. Cool. So, um, uh, where are we going now? Sorry. I just, we totally took me off my notes, which is good. Yeah. So uh, no, 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 it's good. I like that. It's, I, it's all fun. Um, so, um, I've got a couple of questions left for you basically now. Um, yeah, cool. And we can sort of wrap up and let you get on with the rest of your day. I don't know if you've got another interview coming up or not. So. My next, my next thing for the day is, my son wants me to go and buy him a Power Rangers costume. So okay, well, yeah, I'm, not gonna I'm going, I'm going that, shopping. So. I don't know, I don't know where I'm going to get one, but the hunt will begin. Okay, I was, I was about to say probably online would be your best bet, but that would uh, be the easiest thing. That would be the easiest thing, but unless you've got like a, I don't know, Toys R Us are closing. They're gone as yeah. Uh, Smiths, it, you got Smiths. There's a Smiths, yeah. There's a Smiths not far from here, yeah, so we're going to give pink, it a go. My kid's got the pink Power Ranger one, so. You got that online, though, sensible, probably. Uh, yeah, we got that online, yeah. <laughs> Save yourself the hassle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she didn't mind that, so that was all good. Um, so um, I've got, yeah, like I said, a couple of questions left. Um, so uh, three top albums that have um, shaped the person that you are, the music- musician that you are. Okay. Um, I mean, my favorite singer is Eddie Vedder, Pearl Jam. Cool. So if I was to pick a favorite Pearl Jam album, it would probably be the second one, Versus. Yeah. Um, I went to Woolworths to buy... I, actually, I went to Woolworths on the Saturday, and the album used to come out on the Monday. Yes. And it was on the on the counter on the Saturday, and I was like, no way. Like, this is <laughs> this is incredible. Picked it up, went to buy it. She's like, oh, you, you can't buy this until uh, until Monday. And I was like, you, you kidding me? I kicked up as much of a fuss as I could, but she wouldn't sell it to me. I went home, I was like, mom no one wouldn't sell me this album like some kind of little brat <laughs> and uh she stormed up the Woolworths and, and knew the woman behind the counter and she sold it to her two days early so i i had verses pretty much before most people in the world which is Amazing. cool <laughs> um so that album's always been special for me um yeah. i'd say rage against machine self-titled first album yeah i think that i think that was the first but then, along with Nirvana, were the first two bands I actually ever saw doing rock music. I used to watch that program on TV called The Word. Yes. Remember that? Yeah. Um, and they used to have a band on every every week. And I I can't remember if it was Nirvana first and then Rage second or the other way around. But I remember for two weeks in a row, my mind was just blown yeah. about what is this music like? You know, this isn't by Manilow, which is what was being played in my house constantly <laughs> by my mum. So I was like, yeah, I mean... Yeah, that just opened my eyes up to a completely different way of thinking of music. Actually, that's that's the reason I bought guitar was to try and learn to play guitar so I could play Nirvana and Rage Against Machine songs. Nice. One was a lot easier to learn than the other, for sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I picked I picked Rage first album. Um, I'd probably go with Beatles Abbey Road maybe as a third. Okay. Cool. Um, like I didn't really appreciate them so much as when I was younger, but I, I, you know, in my twenties then I kind of really got into the Beatles and, um, that was probably because of Nirvana as well, but 
he always used to bang on about the Beatles and stuff in interviews. So yeah, I think I think it kind of made me go back and I tried to kind of listen to music from where my idols were listening to it from, you know. And yeah, and uh, it's definitely my favorite my favorite Beatles album. So I'd say those three albums would be three pretty special ones for me. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, I, I remember watching the word and actually seeing that as well. The Nevada on it, just that that kind of one of those moments you were like, "Yep, I made the right choice." You know, <laughs> it's amazing. L L seven was another one that stood out for other yes. reasons. Yeah, but um, yeah, man, program, programs like that. I mean, I don't know. I guess kids these days have to discover stuff through YouTube. Or, they do. They do. I, re- I recently saw the uh, it was shared online, but the um, debut like TV performance from Slipknot on TGI Friday. Oh, I saw that as well. Yeah. yeah. I didn't see it at the time, but I saw the stuff you're on about being yeah, shared. No, yeah. I remember seeing it at the time as well. And it was, it was just crazy. It was like, I'd heard of Slipknot at that point because there were like these, you know, masks and nine of them. And you're just like, oh, okay. I hadn't really kind of like seen them live or anything. Um, but then after that, I've, I've seen them probably about 10 times <laughs> at the Astoria and stuff like that in London. So Amazing. I've, yeah. I've only ever seen them at festivals. I've never been to like a... I mean, the headlining festivals, but there'll be no headline show kind of thing. You know? No, that Astoria show was absolutely crazy. They were jumping off the balconies and stuff into the crowd. So yeah, it's amazing. It was it was absolutely one of the craziest shows I've been to. So Phil's got one of the suits. Um, oh really? In in the place we rehearse, they got like Todd and his dad have got a studio that Todd does recording and Phil like kind of keeps his stuff in. And um, yeah, you op- you open the door and the first thing you see is the the suit with the long nose you know oh amazing it's class <laughs> absolutely class and it's, he said he's still got the dirty sweaty pants he used to wear as well oh. he swapped him he swapped him a guitar for a suit and he literally sent him everything he wore on that tour so the pants and everything it's like that's oh, too much that's too, too much, much. <laughs> <laughs> were they washed or were they <laughs> no they weren't they oh, were still they were still tour fresh so. beautiful after the stories i've heard about that band what they do pre-show and stuff yeah that's i don't want to know no um, no it's I'm, right. I'm innocent i'm innocent <laughs> yeah. um so um what are your um sort of uh hobbies away from music if you will so when you're not out and about singing and stuff what do you do to kind of relax or get away from it if you need to um i'm an old school gamer um so i, I like to play like mario and mario kart nice sonic or well, I, I collect like I, I like collecting stuff. So I, I recently finished my Star Wars collection and I've moved on to collecting the old Sega Master System games. So that keeps nice. me on tour. Me, well, Dane, the drummer in the band as well, collects Nintendo 64 games. So we always go hunting for old retro computer game shops in all these cities we play and Amazing. grab ourselves some bargains. So yeah, we're into, well, I'm into gaming. Yeah. Um, not, the new, not the new gaming though. I don't know. I've never really got into like a Call of Duties and yeah. And stuff i've always kind of for some reason stuck with super nintendo and all that kind of stuff i, I collect i got a few arcade machines um so i'm a bit more 8-bit than anything else yeah but and i love football i play as much as i can when i'm home five aside and i like to watch it i prefer playing it to be honest but yeah yeah so i love playing football and computer games that between that and spend as much time with my family when i'm home that's kind of that's my life. Amazing, amazing. It's not I'm, too, not too exciting, but no, no. I too am a, a retro gamer, if you will. So, cool. Um, before awesome. I moved, I had quite the collection of of machines. Um, I had basically all the consoles I kind of grew up with, from 
um, Mega Drive, Master System, NES, SNES, all that kind of stuff. Yep. Uh, I sold most of it before I left. Uh, but I'm you've gradu- got to if you go to America, you can't really take it all with you. No, not not everything would work. So I was just like, um, I don't know if I'm coming back, kind of thing. Yeah, so, exactly. Um, but um, yeah, no, I'm looking to get back into that side of things. So I'm just going to sort of concentrate on one system um, at a time. Um, starting, I think, with the Mega Drive actually. So amazing. Um, I've just got to pick up a machine now. I want to get like the old, the first Mark One version. Uh, that's class yeah i think i might move on a mega drive after the master system one the problem is the master system was only like there was 300 and and yeah 300 and something games yeah to to complete the collection which can i think the mega drive might have been over a thousand or something it is and people are still making games for it oh really yeah you can occasionally pick up there's a new one out i think came out in the last couple of months that someone like basically made the game retrofitted a cart and it works with the mega drives that's amazing. So, Golden Axe 15 or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, cool, man. I'll let you get off. Nice and dude. That Power Rangers, like I say, that Power Rangers outfit. <laughs> so, All good. All good. Just gonna... Well, man, thank you. And you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.